Visit licentureexams.com and try our samples completely free of charge. Hello to all of our amazing and dedicated therapists out there, and welcome back to another episode of our Licensure Exams podcast. I'm Stacy, and this is my co-host. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Hutchinson, and today is part of our Counseling Micro Skills series, where we're going to talk about different skills that a therapist, such as yourself, use and how to put them into practice and how they are used in the licensing exam. And today we're cracking open that contentious can of worms called confrontation. So let's wiggle into what it is, when to use it, and how to do it without causing a therapy room brawl with your client. <laughs> That's right, Stacy. Now, I don't know about you, Stacy, but when I hear the word confrontation, I picture two people in an intense argument and getting ready to throw down. But that's not quite what we're talking about today here. Perfectly put, Linton. So therapeutic confrontation is more about gently knocking on the door of your client's discrepancies and contradictions. <laughs> exactly. Confrontation is used as a way to help clients identify and address discrepancies and contradictions in their thoughts, emotions, and behaviors. To illustrate, let's uh, go ahead and go through a couple of those. Okay, Stacy. Absolutely. So first, imagine that you've got a client who puffs away like a chimney. In fact, they're trying to smoke in your office, but they insist that they're the epitome of health. A therapist might interject and say something like, I hear you saying you're healthy as a horse, but I've also heard you tell me that you smoke a couple of packs a day. These two statements seem to contradict each other. Can you help to clear the smoke? Right. Well, that's a great example, Stacy. You're providing the client with the contradiction between what they're saying and what they're doing in an effort to provoke self-reflection that might just lead to positive changes. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. So let's look at another example. Suppose you've got a client who's consistently putting themselves down despite being highly competent. As a therapist, you might say, I'm hearing that you're talking about your shortcomings, but from what you've told me, I can see that you have plenty of impressive skills and accomplishments. Can you help me to understand the discrepancy between these two very different perspectives? That's a good one, because with that, you're opening up a conversation for the client to explore why they are devaluing themselves rather than, you know, starting some kind of fight with them. Now, it's important to remember that confrontation as a therapeutic technique mm -hmm. needs to be executed very carefully. <laughs> it yes. should feel more like a collaboration exploration rather than an accusation. Right. And the steps to this delicate dance are, number one, state facts or observations without judgment. Number two, use inquisitive language. So you're curious. And three, use I statements instead of you statements. Right. Now, there's an effective way to use confrontation, and there's a not-so-right effective way to use <laughs> confrontation. Yeah. Let's look at Sue, who says she wants to reach her goals, but when presented with any challenge that requires effort on her part at all, she gets overwhelmed and just totally gives up. You might say, here's the deal, Sue. You say that you want to reach your goals, but then when it's time for action, you don't even bother trying. 
How can you expect to make any progress when you're not making any effort? What's up with that? <laughs> Yikes. Well, that's not what you want to hear your therapist say. Sounds there like, Linton, you just hit Sue with a verbal sledgehammer. I wouldn't be surprised if she broke down crying, just sat there in stunned silence, or if she got really angry and started yelling at you, none of which are productive. Uh, whoopsies. <laughs> Accusations <laughs> or being judgmental tend to trigger defense mechanisms rather than open dialogue. So let's reroute that conversation, shall we, Stacy? Agreed. So what would you say is a more productive way of framing the issue? How about this? I'm noticing that you've been expressing a desire to change your habits, yet they remain the same. Could you tell me more about that? What's been standing in your way? Do you see how that reframes the conversation? Mm, yes, I do see what you did there. So an I statement, a neutral observation, and an invitation for Sue to expand on her experience. It's very nice, Linton, very nice. Now, let's talk about some of the pros and cons of using confrontation. One major pro is that it promotes self-awareness. So confrontation can help clients identify blind spots in their self-perception and behaviors, which can foster growth and change. Right. You know, the power of language never ceases to amaze me. Just a few tweaks here and there will make such a big difference in your relationship with your client. Now, mm -hmm. confrontation is not all unicorns, rainbows, and Barbies. It promotes self-awareness, yes, but it can also stir discomfort and defensiveness in any client. Exactly, Linton. So confrontation requires a trusting therapist-client relationship. And if the client starts to appear distressed, if you're getting that sense, then it's time to press the pause button and offer some reassurance and validation. Definitely. And giving the client some reassurance and validation can help them feel more relaxed. And if they're more relaxed, they will be more open to feedback. Mm, that is a great tip. So can you summarize what we've talked about in a nutshell? Sure, sure. The purpose of using confrontation in therapy is to help clients increase self-awareness, promote personal growth, and stimulate change. It can encourage clients to examine their own thoughts and behaviors more critically and see if they align with their personal goals and values. Confrontation should be used sparingly and with sensitivity as it sometimes leads the clients to feel defensive if not approached correctly. There are a few methods you can use to execute confrontation effectively by using I statements, stating your observations in a non-judgmental manner, and inviting the client to explore the issues with you. Exactly. Thank you very much. And that is our take on the use of confrontation in therapy. Join us next time as we explore more counseling skills that you need to know about as you prepare for your exam. Until then, remember, it's, it's in, in there. there.